Let Me Google That is sponsored by Water Cooler Trivia. In a disconnected world, feeling connected to the people you spend 3,000 million hours a day with at work can be weird and hard. Water Cooler Trivia can help. Their curious, clever crew creates custom trivia quizzes that you and your team can play on your own time, and then you can all bond over the results. And the best part is that you get to show off your encyclopedic knowledge of 90s pop culture. Get your geek on at watercoolertrivia.com and tell them let me Google that sent you. So last week, the New York Times ran a story about a young woman named Miwa Sado, a young reporter at Japan's state-run broadcast news network. She died at just 31 of congestive heart failure. The reason? A Japanese phenomenon called karoshi that literally translates to death by overwork. Her death, which happened back in 2013, came after she clocked 159 hours of overtime in a single week while covering a series of high-profile elections in Tokyo. So this story has become an exemplar of something that has actually been well known in Japan's culture for decades. While it might feel like playing into cultural stereotypes, the fact is that people do work a lot and very hard. Competition in certain industries can be intense, and the fiscal element, the fact that many wage workers might actually rely on overtime just to survive, has created the reality, which is that people are working so hard that in fact their hearts give out. So cardiovascular disease is complex particularly in the young. While genetics can certainly predispose you to a number of heart problems, your lifestyle is not an insignificant factor. Eating well, exercising, sleeping, and controlling stress are all totems of good health in general, but have a particularly strong impact on your heart health. Anyone who has ever had a long, hard week at work knows how bad you feel and how you may not be doing yourself any favors because you don't have time for real food, so you just eat junk or not at all and you're pumping coffee and soda instead of water, and you don't have time to take a walk, and you're up all night, and then you can't sleep from heart-pounding anxiety when you finally do lie down and try. And if you're preparing for something like a project presentation, then the state, however unpleasant, is usually temporary. If you, however, try to work at this frantic pace for longer stretches, weeks or months, if not years, it will weigh on your mind and your body. It will not be sustainable. And while we often talk about burnout, what Kuroshi describes is the more insidious consequence, dying from chronic overwork and overstress. So the first reported case was in 1969, when a 29-year-old shipping worker died of a stroke. By the late 1970s, the term was coined to describe a growing and distressing phenomenon of people dying from sudden cardiovascular events often young people, after periods of overwork and otherwise pretty good health. It wasn't until the 1980s when the term entered the public consciousness. The economic situation in Japan during this time, the late 80s and early 90s, was very intense, and suddenly cases of Kuroshi weren't just appearing in salarymen and factory workers, they were actually appearing in C-suite executives, especially those who were young and arguably at the height of their careers. The government began publishing these statistics 
on deaths related to overwork, which probably increased awareness in discussions but didn't actually do anything to address the problem. The more aware that people became of it, however, the more troubled they were. And in highly competitive work environments, it might have actually pushed the situation further, especially when you consider that a lot of the people who had been working all of those overtime hours to the fatal detriment of their health weren't even getting paid for them. One of the more well-known cases was that of a 37-year-old bus driver who had worked 3,000 hours in one year. For the 15 years leading up to his death, he had not had a single day off. He had a stroke and died at the age of 37. But if someone isn't working to overcompensate for insufficient wages, a problem that in and of itself needs to be addressed, then why do people work themselves to death? If not by pushing their physical health to the limit, then by pushing their mental health to the limit. During this time, suicide related to overwork had also become an issue, such to the point that families were demanding compensation from the companies their loved ones had been employed by at the time of their death. It became a common enough practice that life insurance companies actually started putting one-year exemption clauses on their policies, which meant that a person had to wait a year after taking one out to commit suicide or else their family wouldn't get the money. In terms of the concept, Kuroshi isn't limited to Japan, but there does seem to be a greater awareness of it there. It could actually be argued that our work culture is very different, but I do think that there are some industries where the performative aspect of working yourself to death exists and is maybe a competitive tool. But the benefits may be perceived to be far greater than they actually are. In Japan and in the West, not only is overtime pay not assured, but neither is it assured that loyalty and hard work will protect your job. Sometimes you give your whole life to a company for 20 years and then you're asked to resign or you get laid off. And in that way, Kuroshi may be in part about trying to stay perpetually employed in a world where nothing is ever certain.